Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Rainy Days with Tabs. I am your host, Tabitha, and it's such a pleasure to have your ear today. It is my official end of the year episode, and I almost didn't do it because I was being very lazy. It's actually like a Friday. <laughs> uh, it's actually Friday the 29th, and I'm about to go to work tonight for like the rest of the weekend. I'm literally like giving you guys all my business. But yeah, um, I usually sleep during the day. And so I woke up and I was like, no, I have to do an end of the year episode. Y'all eat this up. Like my, the number of downloads I have for my end of the year episodes are always like really high. I don't know why, but I hope it's because... When I do jump on these episodes and I talk about like what my year was like or whatever the case, like, I guess it gives you guys some hope or you just like a little bit of the tea of my year. But yeah, uh, it is December 29th of 2023 and officially in two more days, it'll be a whole new year and it's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy how this year went by. I feel like it went by really fast. I don't have like a particular structure on how I want to do this episode. I just kind of want it to be like a free talk. Um, I'll make sure that it's not long, (laughs) but it will be a free talk. This year started off really interesting. I, if you listen to like my previous episodes, you know that I moved to a whole new city, started a whole new job, moved into my own apartment and just a whole bunch of new, new, new. And for some people that might sound exciting and yeah, it is exciting now, but when I initially had to move, it was daunting and it was scary because it was all new things. Oh, and pardon like my voice. (laughs) I have been battling this cold since I left Europe. Literally, I've had a cold for as long as I was in Europe, which is really ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I feel like two years ago, I had a cold when I was doing an episode, like doing an end of the year episode. In other words, pray for my, like my immune system, because we're really struggling out here. <laughs> and this is not fun. I hate being sick. I absolutely hate being sick. And yet I am constantly being sick. Maybe I should love it and I won't be sick. I don't know. Anyways, moved to a whole new city, started new, started over with everything. But that also means that I had to like, you know, get to know other people and meet new people. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm not a huge fan of like making friends at work because I don't know, like you just, you have to, you have to maneuver that carefully because you never want, if there's a fallout for you to have issues at work now, because work is supposed to be another place that I kind of escape and I kind of focus on my patient and I, I focus on, you know, getting things and tasks done for them. I don't have time to sit there and have beef with somebody at work. Like, it's just not something that I'm drawn to. And so my initial thought wasn't to make friends at work. You know, I can say that I've met people that I feel like I have a great conversation with, but nothing like to a point where I say like, oh, yeah, we hang out outside of work. No, like it's been very steady. But I did try something new. Um, I, well, I was in my dating app bag this year. (laughs) Like I did try dating apps like when I lived back at home towards the end of the year last year. 
but I don't feel like I was giving it, I gave it the fair chance that I did this year. Uh, not only did I do dating apps for like actual dating, like relationship, but I also did it like platonically and I had success in my platonic dating app business. So I used Bumble because a friend of mine moved away and she told me that she used Bumble to like find friends. Like Bumble has like a, you can switch to whether you want to do a date, business or friends. And I met two women that I'd have to say really, really, really helped me maneuver this change this year, like with grace. And I am so grateful that I did meet them. And I'm so grateful that we have remained friends and we were able to develop a relationship with one another. And one of those friends actually helped me to find the church that I'm at right now and kind of get me plugged in. And I remember when I first visited this church, I was like, wow, there's a whole lot of, um, it's different. It was a whole lot of, uh, different kind of people there that I'm not used to, to make it, to put it plainly. <laughs> I've only gone to churches where there were the pe- majority of the people were black. If I wasn't going to a majority of the people, the church where a majority of the people were black is because it was a non-denominational mega church. Other than that, majority of people were, I dealt with were black or they were Hispanic. And um, a majority of the people at this church are white. And I'm not used to being around white people. And that might sound like funny. And that's not me trying to be racist in any way. I'm just saying like, I am not used to being around people who are Caucasian and who have maybe your European background far along. I don't know. But it really surprised me because... Um, they're nice. (laughs) Like, they're nice. And I don't know how to say this without, like, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like I sound like I'm, like, going around the bush. But I'm not. I'm just trying to choose my words strategically. And, like, I'm being intentional about how I speak about other people. But long story short, they're nice. They're nice people. And any perceptions and previous grievances or thoughts I may have had about them surely dissipated because I've met amazing people who are kind and they love Jesus, which is always going to be something that draws me towards people. And so, yeah, met in the church and along with the platonic friendships I was able to make on dating apps, I went on a couple dates, y'all. I went on a couple dates and I'd have to say like the most exciting thing I did like regarding like dating this year was I did speed dating. So I remember like watching this TikTok of a woman saying, oh, like speed dating in New York is definitely something to do. Like even if it's even if you don't walk away with like a love, like a love connection, like you'll walk away with a laugh. Right. And I was like, Hmm, speed dating in New York. I'm like, I don't live in New York, but I was like, I can do it while I'm here. And so sure enough, I go on Eventbrite and I look up speed dating and sure enough, like there was a event coming up like a week from when I looked it up and I was like, wow, that's so cool. And so I go to this speed dating event and I bring one of my friends with me because 
I like I thought she would be interested. We always talked about how we were looking for, you know, someone we can build a connection with. And part of that is actually putting yourself out there because if it's up to me, I'm working and then I'm at home sleeping. And then if I'm not at home sleeping, I'm traveling. Those are the three things that I do. People ask me like, oh, what are your hobbies? I mean, I guess I can say my podcast is a hobby if I actually like committed to it. Like I'm like I should, like I plan to this upcoming year. But beyond that, I'm not home (laughs) in other words. And so Nobody's going to meet me unless he has the balls to walk up to me at the at the grocery store. Like, unless you come and say, like, yo, I think you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. He not like nothing's happening because I don't have the courage to walk up to a man and tell him he look fine because I don't know. I'm just not there yet. <laughs> I could one day. But I'm just not there yet. Um, but yeah, like it just won't happen. And so I do have to force myself out there to do like really different things. And so, yeah, I did speed dating with her. And even if she wasn't going to come with me, I told her like, I'm going by myself. I had already purchased my ticket. And then I was like, hey, do you want to do this? Because these days, like you cannot be waiting for people to do stuff with you. Like you will miss out. Like you will miss out on all these different opportunities because you're waiting for people to want to be as excited as you are. No, no, no. You do it by yourself. And so, yeah, we did it. And I actually matched with three people. So the way that it works is it's very much like an episode, like like the an, a scene from Hitch, if you've ever watched Hitched or like just any like show that you've seen, like speed dating. It's pretty similar. So they have like papers on the table and you each, everybody gets a number, right? And then... The women stay in their seats. The men rotate, which is the way it should be. Okay, ladies. And so I'm sitting down and this man or whomever, like they, I go through each of them and on their, on that paper, there's a number, like there's numbers. And then once the man comes and sits in front of me, I see his number on his chest and then I find out his name and I write his name next to that number. So in another column, it asks if I am interested or And then the next one asks if I'm not interested and I pretty much circle which one I feel like best suits the situation. And so these men go around and we all have a six minute conversation. And I was sitting next to my friend. (laughs) Like there's some space between each like couple. But it was very interesting to me because it it was really interesting, like the things that would come up within six minutes and you wonder if it's interesting or not. And I was very intentional about carrying a conversation like I was not going to sit there in silence if it was up to some of these men, because some of the men like they were very frazzled, like they didn't know what to say. Like, I get it. Like, it's hard, you know, to come up with words when you see this kind of beauty, but get it together, sir. This is what we're here for. And so I carried the conversations. I had all these different type of questions that came from things that they said. And, um, it was cool, but I knew the connection I had with someone was different when they kind of let me calm, like stay in my feminine, right? The matches that I made, like people that matched with me, were people that I felt like, okay, you're asking questions. Like you're just as inquisitive as I am, which means that you're just as interested. But if I was the one carrying the conversation, you're not that interested. You clearly don't want to know nothing about me. So let's just talk so we can get over these six minutes and I can move on with my life. (laughs) 
So that's pretty much what it was. But I had so much fun. It was so different. And it was really, it showed me how much of a sociable person I am. And you know, sometimes you kind of like go into a room filled with people you don't know. And you think, what am I going to say? And all this other stuff. And I just realized like, you're thinking about it too much and just strike a conversation and whatever they say, just have something to come out from it. And if it sounds really interesting, they'll continue the conversation. If not, it's whatever if it dies. But it was really nice to like, this one situation happened where I was talking to this guy and we were just, I asked him questions about something he mentioned and I overheard his conversation with another lady right next to me and found out he had a kid. And I'm like, wow, that didn't even come up in our conversation. (laughs) And imagine if I matched with him, but fun fact. So I matched with three people, right? I went on a date with two of them. One of them, he never like reached out to me because they sent, they give each match. Like if you match, um, they give you the other person's email. And so two of the men reached out to me via email and I set up dates with them. And one of them, he was really young. Like, I think he was just looking for a booty call. And I'm like, I'm not your girl. And it's funny because I always tell my friends, like, this is not really funny, actually. Pray for me. <laughs> I am in this season of my life where the enemy is toying with me. <laughs> like, I have moments when I'm a wife, you know, like I want to be a wife. I want to be at home. I want to take care of the kids, honey. Like I want to go shopping on my days off. Like I just want to be relaxed. And then I have other days where I want to be a, this is not a Christian podcast. Okay. This is a personal story. I talk about the Lord because I love him, but I'm just letting you know what I'm about to say, it might be like, I can't believe you said that on your podcast, but I'm just letting you know, giving you preface. Okay. But anyways, just in all, in a room of honesty, right? As you, my listeners, I'm letting you know, like there are moments when I just want to be a whore. Like I just want to be a whore. Like I don't care to get involved. I don't care to have my feelings in the mix. I just want to like do what we do and then call it a day. Fly me out, boo. Like I, it's so crazy. Like, I don't know why I'm in this space and I know it's not a real feeling. (laughs) I think it's really just my fear commitment coming out. Like, I feel like I've always had an issue with commitment whenever I never really, I grew up never really even like wanting a guy to ask me to be his girlfriend. Like what? Like, no, like that, that just means that I'm about to be exposed. You're about to tap into a feeling that I really don't want to feel. Like I remember this one guy when I was growing up, he asked me to be his girlfriend. We were kids, <laughs> teenagers probably. Yeah, teenagers probably in high school, middle school, I don't know, whatever. And he asked me to be his girlfriend and I said yes. And then within 24 hours, I told him I can't do it. And I told him it's because I really feel like you literally put me in a jail cell. And I don't know where that comes from. I really can't tell you where it comes from, but I have a little bit of, I have a little bit of commitment issues and you know, my past relationships haven't made it any easier. I feel like once I did say, okay, like I'm going to open up my heart and, you know, give this person a chance. They always ran over it with a bulldozer. And so like, I just kind of like, you know, shy away from that. But anyways, I do, I have, I'm, I'm in this duality, but I know that my feelings of wanting to be a whore are not real. I know that they're not because I have, I am put in situations where I'm able to exercise that and I still don't do it. Right. Perfect example. Like I told you about this young kid who was 23. I'm 27 about to turn 20. I'm grown, honey. Like I'm, I'm, I, I would be a cougar for sure. 
you know, granted, there are people who date men that are younger than them and they work out fine. And I was, I believe in that and whatever. But I'm just saying, like, something about him, like, came off like he is up to no good. And sure enough, he wasn't. And like I said, I had a moment where I could have been like, you know what? I've been, like, having this itch. Like, let me just, like, see what it's about. But even in my, like, I know deep down, like, that's not what I want. And so immediately after the date, after we went on our date, I told him that, like, you're not what I'm looking for. I don't want to waste your time, but I wish you the best, you know? And then another guy I went out on the speed dating with happened to have just gotten a divorce this year. Wasn't even specific about the date. So I knew it was near, it was close. And then had a six-year-old. What do I look like dating a guy that has a kid? I'm sorry, people do it. People do it. And it's beautiful in its season, But I've always voiced on my podcast (laughs) that my preference is to have a kid with my husband and that for for that to be our first kid. Um, That's my preference. I just because I am all about me right now in this season and I just kind of want I don't even know how soon I would want to have a child and how much energy I can give to a child. And so if you're going to date someone that has a kid you need to be so intentional about actually wanting to be in that kid's life and not just there for like pleasantries um because I don't believe in also in women saying oh yeah like I want to be the star of the show and you know he has a kid like come on you know that kid is his priority first like like you kind of have to know yourself and I know myself and that's just that was just not my that was not my gift. But even even more than that, he was just married and I'm like, nah, sir, you're gonna have to sit down. Like you need to heal. Like you still have things you have to work through, no? No? Okay. <laughs> but anyways, um I did have another dating story that I'm gonna save for a rainy day diary episode, honey, because it's juicy. And you know I love my little rainy day diary episodes. How do you guys like them? Do you guys like them? I think you do. <laughs> I love them. I love them. Even if you didn't like them, I love them because I I really I'm able to tap into like my creative bag when I do them like so much. Um like the things that I come up with, I'm like, "Wow, that was so good." And I I have moments when I just kind of imagine myself like creating short stories and like videography, things like that, like c- cinematography. Like I would love to tap into that like realm, but a part of me doesn't even know where to start. I do, but I don't. And then I also wonder how interested I really am. Or if I just like storytelling, I think I am a storyteller. Like I love storytelling and I love to create. I like to, like, I just came up with an idea just now about how I'm going to tell my story of that date. And so, yeah, oh yeah, I, I, I love getting giddy about it because that's the one thing that does make me excited. And it just reminds me that like, you know, like I'm more than healthcare and I'm more than, you know, a daughter and a sister. I'm more than a friend. Like I am a person that has goals and visions and dreams and things that kind of just come up out of nowhere. And it's exciting. It's exciting. But anyways, I hope you guys loved like my masturbation episode. Uh, that was a very interesting thing for me to kind of like put out there. I had pretty much all great reviews. I probably had one review where the person felt like they, um, I made them like, like it was very imaginative and that they almost like I could have made other people like fall deeper into the sin. And honestly, I spoke to 
one of my friends, <laughs> I spoke to one of my friends about it and she said, you, if for anyone that's going to be thinking about masturbating, just the mention of the word was going to, was going to take them there. There's nothing more that I could have said or not, nothing less I would have said that wouldn't have, you know, tipped them over the edge. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I, um, plan on putting out more rainy day diary episodes because I do love doing them and I love my storytelling capabilities and I just can't wait to see how much more I'm able to grow from that. Part of my dating this year, I learned a lot about like feminine energy and not about like that dark sprinkle sprinkle stuff because <laughs> that that would get me into a whole lot of trouble. Let's start there because it's dark in the sense of it doesn't produce an aspect to fall in love right like it just kind of produced an aspect to be taken care of which is fine but this is my first marriage praise the lord god willing my only and so I kind of want both, right? Not kind of, I want both. And so I'm not, I'm not going to be tapping into that negative, that dark sprinkle, sprinkle stuff. Not to mention, uh, I heard she does like witchcraft and stuff. So we don't believe in that. We're not going to listen to someone who partakes in that because everything they say is going to be dark, right? Um, obviously you're able to take the meat and leave the bones type thing, but even then you have to be so careful, but I have been tapping into like the lighter feminine energy, energy, feminine energy that revolves and kind of stems from the word of God. And I've run into so many uh, like people that I've like found online and I, it kind of showed me how much I was in my masculine. And I actually do believe that because when I think about men that I've dated and I think about the relationships and the, the trajectory of those relationships. I was very much like, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen the, it's a segment by um, <laughs> Tiffany Pollard from Flavor of Love. Actually, I'm just going to play it. I'm not playing with you. I want my eggs cracked, meaning I want a child. I want my name dropped, meaning I want to be married. I'm not around with you. I am not your bed maiden. I am not your maid. I am not your floozy or your You are going to have to give me something substantial because I know I'm worth that. I'm not all there. Sometimes I have my moment, but I know one thing. I'm good to you. I love it. <laughs> I love it because that's how I feel like I was kind of like, I'm about to control this. I'm about to control this relationship. You about to do this for me. I don't got five years in me. I have two, you know, max three. And it's either we're going to do this or we're not going to do this. And just very like in control. Like I turned men that may have possibly been alpha even though I don't think they were may have possibly been alpha into beta men because I was so set on being dominant I was so set on like you know kind of controlling things and not staying in my feminine not feminine and not 
sitting back and just kind of letting this man take control and just kind of letting him show me like, what plans do you have for us? Like, you know, like I know my plans, but I just want to see if they align with what, you know, you want. And I, I, I don't know. I just feel like I sab- sabotaged a whole bunch of relationships because of it. And I did not want to do that anymore. And so because I'm not an insane person, I looked for different strategies and I looked for different things to do that would make my relationships better instead of assuming that the problem was all them. No, no, no. I played a I played a role. And now I know what the role was. I did not stay in my feminine. I made these men kind of have to prove their worth to me, which is great. They should have had to, but I did not allowed them to take the lead instead I was taking the lead and I was telling them like I want to get married by then and if you're not with it you're not with it and granted I think it's okay to state what your expectations are for yourself and if this person realizes they can't align with that they have every right to leave and please go right because someone is going to occupy the space that you are leaving void in Jesus name and they're going to fill it well they're going to fill it to a point where I didn't even know you left amen Right. But like still also just wanting to be calm. Like I don't want to go out of my way to plan the dates. Hey, I want to know what you have planned for us. You know, like, hey, you should choose the restaurant. You know, like I, I want to just, you know, sit back and like let you do your thing. And I, I want to be nice and pretty on, you know, on the side. And when they come with the check, I want to pull out my lip gloss and just put my mouth, put it on my mouth. Like, you know, I don't want to feel like Ugh, I have to pay for this because he doesn't have any money or, you know, like, Ugh, God, you guys just don't know what I've been through <laughs> dating wise. And so I tried to change a lot of that. And I'm happy I did because I feel a lot lighter. And I'm also reminded of my age and I'm not getting any younger for sure, but I'm not old. You know, I still have so much life in me and I still have so much of my life that I want to experience and things that I want to see. And I don't know, like marriage shouldn't be the thing that I'm rushing towards because there's still so much of my life that I have yet to experience so much of things that just solely have to deal with Tabitha. And so I'm happy that I did come to that conclusion this year that I'm like really okay with myself. Like I really am. And if a relationship happens for me now, great. If it happens for me in another year, great. Like in the meantime, Tabitha is going to steal. Tabitha is going to keep growing. Tabitha is going to keep evolving and experiencing different things. And Tabitha is still going to be putting herself out there. Like I I literally told you I did on like I did a speed dating event and I walked away with no matches, but I still walked away really happy. And I feel like I learned a lot about myself and oh my God, you're so communicative and Tab, you make these men laugh and you, you're, you're a little funny and you're witty and they like that. And they like that, you know, you have a smirk on your face and you sit up straight and you're confident and I'm sure I knew that, but it's always nice to have like those little reinforcements. So yeah. So yeah. Um, Along with that though, as much as I gained some friends and gained new perspectives on myself, I also lost some and that kind of sucked. Not kind of, it sucked. It sucked a lot because... I'm wondering, like, is it normal (laughs) to constantly, like, lose people that you thought would kind of stay? Like, I wonder sometimes if that's normal. But I 
don't want to keep anyone that shouldn't stay, right? Um, if this is God's way of trimming my glass, not my glass, trimming my grass to reveal snakes, then the grass needs to be trimmed and trim it often, Lord, right? Because we don't want people in our lives that's not going to help us evolve and make us better and and play a really great role in our lives. Like they need to go if they're not going to, you know, if they're not going to make a difference in our lives in the best way. And so, yeah, I lost some friends and this one situation really pissed me off. And so I felt like I needed to talk about it. And of course, I'm going to be so careful about like sharing what the situation was to kind of conceal the person's identity, even though I know you guys don't know, don't know these people. But um, I had a one friend, right? I, I just moved to the city. This friend happened to already live here, working here. And I was like, yo, like, that's so cool. Like, I know one person, like, let's do this. And so I would hang out with, I would hang out with friend, friend would hang out, like we would watch TV, like watch shows, whatever. Like I'm at your house, you're at my house. We're making dinner. Like, it's really, really cool. Friend disappears for some reason. Like I reached out to friend, never heard from friend. And I'm like, okay, that's so unlike friend. And so I know friend was stressed at work. And so I started to get worried because I'm like, it's not in your nature not to respond to me. And then I did the whole like, hey, you don't need to, like, I don't need a big response. I just need to know if you're okay. And friends still did not respond, which is ridiculous to me. Please do not be that person. If somebody's messaging you saying like, hey, I just want to know if you're okay. Can you like at least say, yeah, I'm good. And leave it at that. Like say, yeah, I'm good. And then say, please stop messaging me or, or something like just let me know that you're okay because unlike you you know unlike the person that is not responding people actually care out here we actually will go above and beyond to make sure that you're okay so much so friend had not reached out had not responded to me even after I sent hey are you okay which was odd as well and so I was telling my friend I was like yo I'm about to pull up like I was literally about to pull up to friend's apartment and talk to the leasing office and say, hey, is this, do you know if this person's okay? Because friend had a gun, like friend owned a gun. And so if you're stressed at work, you know, nine times out of 10, I don't know if you guys know this, but like the likelihood of a man committing suicide compared to a woman committing suicide is, you know, it's not likely. I just revealed their identity. But yeah, it was really just a platonic friend. And that's what I have to say. I have to keep saying friend. <laughs> but yeah, friend was a guy. Anyways, I thought friend could possibly kill himself. And <laughs> um friend never responded or whatever. And so I was like, you know what? I'm about to go to the leasing office. I'm laughing because <laughs> I'm laughing because I I identified the um the 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 sex of the friend I thought that was funny and it was it was totally on purpose because I would typically I could I'm able to skate my way around that but I'm laughing because I just kind of like allowed it to happen but anyways yeah I was so worried about him and he was fine okay he was fine like even to a point where I was about to call the police and he was gonna be so embarrassed when the police showed up at his house you know like wondering if he was okay. And they would have been like, yo, all you had to do was just respond to her. And mind you, friend is literally a friend. Friend ne never had any emotional like 
involvement with friend that was not platon that was other than pl- platonic. It was just we are homies and we have been spending a lot of time together that is healthy. It wasn't like in an like an obnoxious amount of time. It was just like we were developing a friendship and I don't know. I don't know if homie got in his feelings. I don't know if he felt like I wasn't, I don't know. Like, I don't know what happened. I can't tell you why this man disappeared off the face of the earth. But what I can tell you is that he's in a sorry excuse for a man. And I don't apologize for that. I don't care if he heard it. He's a sorry excuse of a man. And it more so of a human being. I think that if someone is, if you had a relationship with someone platonic or whatever, if this person seems like they're concerned for your well-being, the least you could do is respond, especially if you're okay. But anyways, I tell my friend, like, I'm about to call the police to show up at his house. Like, he probably killed himself. Like, who knows? Because this is so unlike him. And she was like, don't do that. <laughs> um, Call him. If he doesn't answer, I'll call. I called him. He did not answer. I waited a day and he texted me and he's like, hey, sorry, I've been MIA. Um, work has, I've been working a lot of extra shifts lately and then says, um, I'm actually going to be headed to Mexico tomorrow. I will hit you back up afterwards. It is December 29th. And that was like, what, August maybe? Of course I have not heard from him since. And I did not expect to hear from him and he most certainly will not be hearing from me. But it was just one of those things where I was just like, the least you could do is be a decent human being. And I, and I get that you guys, here's my thing. I get that if you're a person that does not care about other people, right? But be a human being, be someone that has decency to at least give other people peace of mind, people who actually care in this world, peace of mind that you're okay. And I think that's what's going to always bother me. I'm constantly running into situations where I care about people more than they care about me. And that is okay. I, it's okay because I cannot change who I am. I cannot change that I am a caring person. What I can do, however, is remove my care and remove how much energy I am giving to this person and give it to the people who will reciprocate it back. And so if you know that you're not someone that cares for people as much as they care about you, you need to even reevaluate why are you like that? And yeah, I'm coming for you if you're that person. Like, why are you that way? And nobody hurts you. And if you're seeing people who genuinely care about you, please allow yourself to be vulnerable enough to care about them as well. And just put yourself in their shoes and just think about how they might feel. And so, yeah, I'm a caring person. And even if, you know, like, I wasn't expecting a whole, like, text message back of, like, what happened that I don't know about. But I at least just want this person to just, to let me know, like, you're fine. Like, it's just like, if I've spent an X amount of time with you, and I feel like we've developed a friendship where I felt comfortable to let you inside of my maison, inside of my house, <laughs> um, I would expect you to at least um, be, I don't know, to just be kind about it. I don't know, to just show some humanity more than anything. And so, yeah, there's that. That was just one of the friendships that ended Um this year. I mean, the other one is not even worth talking about, to be honest. I think it just goes back to kind of let your, let your intentions be known with people. If something's no longer working out for you, that's fine. 
let them know like hey like just I don't feel like this is growing I don't feel like this is leading anywhere positive I just kind of want some space or you know I feel like this is the end of our friendship and 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 everyone's going to receive that how they receive it but it's better to let the person know as opposed to going ghost like we're grown like don't ghost people that's weird you're weird you're grown like quit being a child like stop it stop you have to stop (laughs) it's just so annoying to me like any I think about it now like any person that I've gotten to know whether on the dating apps or the speed dating when the date ended or before the date ended this person knew where I stood I'm not continuing with you or whatever the case may be, or I'd love to continue with you. There was no confusion there. I'm not leaving space for you to wonder uh, what's happening because I would not want you to do that to me. And so when you know better, you do better. And that's all I'm asking my listeners to do. That's all I'm asking you to do is when you know better, you do better and stop treating people like they're poop on the side of your shoe that you got to scrub off. Like that's not cool. That's not cool be a human about it you know people have feelings even if you have a cold dark heart the rest of us have beating throbbing hearts filled with love and compassion (laughs) for other people and so yeah just be nice anyways this episode is gonna be much longer if I just don't tell you guys what my expectations are for this new year right because that's what we do we like write down like our lists and stuff and we share oh I'm gonna do this and do that but you already know me I don't have that and for this year I'd I'd have to say like it's even worse like I actually I feel like I'm gonna little I wouldn't call it depression I'm not depressed I think I'm just like a little sad because I have no expectations for this year, for this upcoming year. Yeah, I have my trips planned. Hello, y'all know me, <laughs> Jet Setter. Yeah, I already, <laughs> I already have plans for like, ooh, I'm going on this trip and I'm going on that trip. <laughs> but in terms of like goals for myself, I don't have anything. And it's so weird because that was never my thing. Like I always felt like I had like things to look forward to in terms of like personal development. And this year I'm just kind of like running on, I'm running on E, I'm running on blank. I was talking to my friend last night and I told her, I was like, you know, I don't know. I don't really have anything I'm like looking forward to. And she said, I'm feeling the same. And, you know, I said, like, I feel like that's something I have to share on my podcast, that if you are someone that's also feeling stuck and you don't really know what you have to look forward to, that's not an unfamiliar feeling. And you're not alone in that thought. It is very normal to feel like I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. And as much as I like to plan for it, I still I'm still kind of confused on it. And that's just how I feel. Um I think the only thing I, I am looking forward to is just kind of seeing what I'm able to do with my podcast. Like, I'm tired of being lazy, y'all. I have no idea. Y'all have no idea how lazy I am with my podcast. Like, right now, I'm sitting in my jammies. And sure, I could have pulled up my, like, my phone is right next to me. I could have popped it up and recorded all of this. But I also feel like sometimes, like, I'm not able to, like, express myself fully when I'm on camera. So that's why I don't get, like, a whole lot of footage And then I would have to like do my hair and I'd have to look presentable. And I guess I don't have to technically look presentable. I guess I could like stay how I am in my jammies because my jammies are cute. But still, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not the norm, which is okay. Like, I probably should go against the grain and that's what make me successful. But still, guys, it's just, it's too much sometimes. It's too much. Um... Yeah, I just, I want to do better with my podcast. Like, I feel like I've really been dragging my feet. I'm like 50 followers away, like not 50. I'm like 40 something followers away from like 
1K. So are you guys going to share my podcast or what? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm totally joking. The numbers don't affect me as much as whether or not you actually get anything from my podcast, <laughs> whether it actually affects you or impacts you or whatever. But yeah, yeah, I don't really have any hope for this. Not I don't have any hope because that sounds bad, but I don't have anything that I'm looking forward to as much as I would have to say in the years past. Um, it just kind of feels like, oh, we'll just kind of see what happens. And I don't know. That's an unsettling feeling. You never want to like see what happens because then it's just like you're kind of allowing whatever happens to happen. And yes, that's that's going to happen anyway. But you kind of want to have a little bit of like, oh, I want to take control of this situation. And I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I'm a little stuck. And I feel like how stuck I am is just simply like another episode to have. <laughs> um, Yeah simply another episode to have and I've just kind of be like I've been by myself like not I've been by myself but I've been wanting to be by myself and then like you know it's December I usually get really sad around December and I guess I did in some ways like because of how I'm feeling now but yeah you know the my mom's birthday passed and you know it's the same day that we buried my father and for that day I was not I can't say I was sad necessarily I for sure did not cry and that was different for me this year and um it just kind of showed me like I may not be trying to be as in tuned in my emotions as I have in the past like I feel like I am kind of skipping over and just kind of trying to push through and I don't know like I'm just I'm not trying to think a lot and that's not good like I'm not trying to like I don't want to have quiet time with myself because I don't want to get into my emotions and I don't want to get into how I'm feeling and that's just it. Like, I just don't want to. But um, prior part of what I said to my friend yesterday, you know, we prayed. I We got on the phone and then we were talking about whatever we were talking about. And I was like, you know what, let's pray. And I said something to her in the prayer that I really feel like was inspired by God. But I told God that I may not have any plans for my year. I may not have, I may not feel like I have anything I'm looking forward to. But... I want to know what your plans are for me. Like, what is it that you want me to do for this next upcoming year that I may not have even thought of? I pray that you'll inspire me. I pray that you'll just kind of give me direction um, so that I can make the right decisions and I can do what it is that you, you know, you have planned for me. Like, forget not forget my plans give me plans but also what is it that you have planned what is it that you saw from the beginning of time that you wanted me to accomplish within the year of 2024 so many people are saying like how they're so excited for 2024 and you know they feel all giddy and I don't feel that I'm not gonna lie I just kind of feel like okay let's just flip the calendar page right let's just flip the calendar page let's just let's get another check <laughs> let's let's just uh, let's live another day mm. I can't say that's a bad thing, but I can't say it's a good thing either. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of in the in-between. Um, and I wanted to share that because I want you to know that it's okay to be in the in-between. I think we just don't want to stay here. We want to keep hoping and, and striving for better. And it's funny because, you know, we don't really know what better looks like. 
but we want to see what it looks like we want to hope for it at least but to not have any hope at all and just kind of like ah we're just gonna see where the wind blows is not necessarily the best mode of action i don't i don't feel like successful people have that mentality that's my issue right if we want to be successful in in even the littlest of things we cannot have a we'll see where the wind blows mentality which is why i'm saying it's not good and so i'm hoping you know between the next three days even though i'll be working um (laughs) that i'll have some time of reflection and even if you know the calendar day switches and i'll flip the calendar and it's the first and i have no i had had non no time to sit and reflect then january 1st is my day to reflect then january 2nd is my day to reflect I will find time to just set aside to think about my life and the trajectory that it's going and it's gonna be more than just trips (laughs) as much as I find so much joy in trips and not in the airplane rides um, that can't be all that my life is gonna consist of there's so much more like self-development to experience and I don't want to miss out on that because I'm in my funk you know anyways let's pray gracious father i just want to tell you thank you thank you so much for uh 2023 thank you so much for every person that's listening right now um that's you know i don't know if they're bending their heads down or praying along with me or they're just in their cars driving going to their next destination but either way i thank you for this person i thank you for their life i thank you lord god for they are i don't know what they experienced throughout this year you know some people on social media are like ah 2023 beat me i don't have that experience i did not have that experience 2023 did not beat me yes it came with its challenges it came with its hardships but it did not beat me um and instead i feel like it built me it made me better i'm learning so much about myself i learned so much about myself and so i don't take any of those moments for granted and so i thank you for my listener i thank you lord god for our next upcoming here this next calendar day uh that we'll be experiencing i pray lord god for increased faith increased courage and that we'll really just step out of boundary and experience things that we never thought we could experience before i thank you lord god for all that you're doing in our lives and i just pray father god that you will lead us and guide us and protect us protect our family members and um, help us to be better individuals all around and i pray that whatever plans that we don't have for this upcoming year that you'll help us to figure those out so that we can be successful in all that we do we love and trust in you not because we deserve anything but because you're a great god in jesus mighty name i pray amen it does not rain always guys but it's raining today so please go stand in the rain happy new year